something to help Mary Hi, my name's Fiona. I'm 36 years old and I'm from England. I was born into quite a devout Catholic family and the whole rhythm of my childhood really revolved around the seasons and the timetable of the church, whether that was mass or benediction, the rosary or stations of the cross. And I didn't realise it at the time, but I certainly do now. What an incredible blessing that was for me because I think there are some areas of devotion and some areas of teaching in the Catholic Church that I just didn't struggle with, that I think a lot of people might struggle with. Um, and I just, I just never did. I just seemed to always get things. So things like the real presence of Christ in the Blessed Sacrament and the place of Our Lady in the Church was just never a question mark for me because I just seemed to get it. And I really put that down to the fact that it was just in the atmosphere. It was kind of in the oxygen of my family life. And when I was about seven years old, this really sweet nun came into school and she did this really lovely talk about Lourdes and she brought this slideshow of these incredible images of thousands and thousands of people praying. I'd never seen so many people praying in one place before and processions and candles. And what really struck me as well was there were lots of photos of disabled and sick people who were just seem to be having a really, really good time. And that really struck me. But I remember walking home from school and talking to my mum and feeling really quite sad and explaining to her that I'd seen this amazing place. I'd, I'd heard about this incredible place of healing and um, prayer, but I didn't think I'd ever be able to go because I thought you had to be sick to go there, which is funny really because I don't know who I thought cared for all these sick people, but I guess that's the mind of a seven-year-old for you. But ultimately I came away really sad because I just feared that I'd never be able to go. And all of that changed in 1990 when I was able to go to Lourdes for the first time with my parish. I was 15 years old, my exams were due to start in two weeks time, but I got on this coach and I didn't know a single person, I didn't even really know the parish priest particularly well, and I'd never left the country without my family before, and I just got on this coach and went to the airport and flew out to France for a week with complete strangers and I can't believe that I did it now and I'm not even sure that I that I would do it myself now it just seems incredible that I did that but it's just been such an incredible blessing in my life to be part of this parish trip for the last 22 years as a helper with the elderly who we take with us and more recently I've become sort of co-leader of the trip and the Lord's week for me is the week around which the whole of the rest of my year revolves. And every year I've gone, I've learned more and more about the love of Our Lady and the really special place that she has for us as our intercessor. And she's become really my first port of call for intercessory prayer. And I think of it really very much like just asking one of my friends to pray for me, but the difference is that this particular friend has a very special place in the heart of God and we know how much he will listen to her and how much he will react to anything that she asks of him and it's a real honour for us to be able to give her that special place in our own hearts as well. For those of you who haven't been to Lourdes there's a main square and in the main square there's a statue of Our Lady and it's known as the Crown Statue and it's a bit of a meeting point for people and for groups. You quite often hear people going, well, I'll meet you at the Crown Statue at four. Um, and behind her is one of the main gates into the whole area where people team in to pray at the place where she appeared to Bernadette. 
And where that statue is, is also part of the route that the Blessed Sacrament and Torchlight processions take. And in front of this statue of Our Lady, in front of the crown statue, are three basilicas built one on top of the other. And it was only a couple of years ago that I really recognised how theologically brilliant this whole setup is. The crown statue of Our Lady is actually facing these basilicas, and she's looking, as she always is, towards her son, who's present in both the Word and the tabernacle within those churches. And when you think about it, she could be facing the gate, welcoming all those people who are coming through it. And if she were facing the other way, then as we process around what's called the Esplanade, we would have a far greater sense, perhaps, of what happened in Lourdes and that Our Lady came to this special place and brought incredible messages of healing and renewal for us. But no, that's not, that's not what they've done. Essentially, Our Lady stands there with her back for the most part, especially during processions towards us. And she encourages us to focus on her son and in her own words to do whatever he tells you. And as Catholics, the special place that we have for Our Lady is often questioned and people misunderstand it and say, well, do you worship her? And the answer is, of course we don't. But equally, should we just ignore her? I don't believe so. I would no more ignore my husband's mother than I would the mother of my Lord. And nor would I confine her presence or her influence, advice or help to a certain time of the year when I consider it most appropriate. I understand that Our Lady is popular enough at Christmas time, but do we really think that she stops being the amazing, brave, influential and inspirational role model that we know her to be on the 6th of January when we take all our decorations down and put the tree out? I don't believe so. For me, Our Lady is for life and not just for Christmas.